Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football Podcast. Hosted by the now former place kicker for your Golden Gophers, Matthew Trickett, and me, Tony Liebert. Um, for today's episode, we'll preview or we'll recap the Gophers' um, impressive 28-20 victory over over uh, Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl, and I guess we'll kind of wrap up the 22-20 or 2022 season that was, and um, kind of uh, wrap up what happened this year for the Gophers. So, yeah, I guess we'll kind of just start with the game. Uh, Minnesota wins 28-20 over Syracuse. It was kind of an interesting game, kind of a tale of two halves. Um, it was an impressive first half for the Gophers. Um, Mo Ibrahim came out firing, uh, broke all those uh, records that he was um, chasing all season, kind of capped off his legendary career. And then in the second half, it was – it was a little bit tougher. Um, if you look at the box score, I, I didn't really even look at this until uh, yesterday. Syracuse almost doubled up Minnesota in total yards, total passing yards, total rushing yards. Um, but at the end of the day, the Gophers came out on top. And, uh, yeah, kind of <clears throat> what, what were your, I guess, instant reactions from the game, your last college game? I know there's probably a lot of emotions. It's great to um, – finish on top with a high note in a nine-win season. Yeah. Um, I mean, first off, it was a really fun bowl experience. Um, being in New York, not everybody was happy at first about that. You know, everyone wants to be in the warmer states down south. But it was a really good time. Um, the bowl treated us very well. And um, being in New York, being able to do – a bunch of different things that, you know, all have very high class was a lot of fun. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, you know, we went to the Rockettes on Christmas night and were able to walk to the Rockefeller center and see the large Christmas tree there. So there were a lot of fun things there as for the game. Um, I mean, it was, it was kind of the right way to go out on for me. Um, and I know for a lot of the other seniors, um, you know, we obviously didn't want to see Ethan get hurt, but Tanner being able to get in there and uh, play out his last college football game and end it with a win was great. Um, Mo being able to break yet again, the, however many records he has now. Um, and then also see the flashes of – some of the younger guys getting significant starts and playing time, um, not only on defense, offense, but also on special teams. Uh, sometimes that can slip unnoticed because that depth seems to change all the time, but uh, getting guys in different positions was good to see. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it and I'm glad that we went out there with the right mentality and got the W. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll kind of start with uh, Mo. obviously. Now, uh, looking back on his Gophers career, he finished uh, 
the pinstripe bowl was 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. And just some of the records he now has in Gophers program history is the career rushing yards total, career uh, total touchdowns, um, single season rushing yards, single season touchdowns, and single game touchdowns. So uh, it, it was kind of, I guess, fitting for his last college game to be three or four of those records. And uh, he was able to go out on top as one of the best players in Gophers football history, let alone one of the best running backs. And I guess you were teammates with him for two years now. How, how would you kind of, I guess, describe him as a teammate? Um, obviously, you're with the specialist a lot, and you're not practicing directly with him. But just kind of, I guess, being around him in the locker room and traveling, how would you kind of describe him as a as a person and a teammate? Yeah, I mean, as a person, I had a couple classes with him, and um, he's a very easygoing guy. You know, always always very happy and able to share his smile and happiness with others. It's it's very infectious out of him. And you just know that it's genuine. It's not anything faked. Um, as a teammate, you know, he's he's a really hard worker. And you can see how he didn't always lead with what he was saying, but simply by his actions and how he practiced. And I think a lot of the guys in the running back room that were able to watch it really close up were able to get that hint and uh, – really start performing from there. You know, a lot of the young guys in that room look up to him. And I know a lot of other guys on the team want to do everything that they can for him and his success because, you know, you get certain players that stick out a lot more. And if they're great people and they're great teammates, you want to help them even more. So I would say Mo is one of those guys that everyone on the team really wanted to help out more than usual and really get him to where he wants to be and where we can get him to be really. So, I mean, great guy, great teammate and a great leader too. When you look at his actions. Yeah. I mean, uh, from an outsider's perspective, he just seems like a very, just real person every time that he's spoken in like a post-game press conference or in the off season, he just, he kind of just tells it how it is, and he just uh, seems like one of those guys that are, is fun to be around. And it, it was very fitting for him to end his career on such a high note and be able to leave Minnesota with uh, all these distinctions. And now uh, people like me can argue if he's the best running back of all time in the in the Gophers program history, but um, I think he definitely has proven that he deserves – um, at least in my opinion, to get his number retired um, because he certainly was one of the greatest players in program history. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, obviously, you mentioned it earlier, another big story was kind of the whole senior class ending the season on a high note and ending their career on a high note. And uh, Tanner was obviously able to finish his career on the football field. Kind of unforeseen circumstances. Nobody wants to see Ethan go down. Um, but I looking back now, it was obviously um, very cool to see Tanner get a, get a last chance to play on the field rather than end his career on the sideline. And um, obviously you were close with Tanner and you uh, were roommates with him uh, last season. I guess how cool was it for you and the whole team to see 
uh, him and his career on the field when he's been through so much with the program within the last two years, even this year with injuries, it was, it was just kind of cool to see. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not exactly sure how it was for the rest of the team since I've only been here the past two years, but just hearing about his journey over his six years at Minnesota and even how he got to Minnesota in the first place, you know, it always seemed like he was fighting an uphill battle and just kind of what he's done for the state and for the school and the kind of guy that he is. He's such a giving person, um, tremendous leader. Uh, I would say our best leader on the team. Um, I mean, it was just, he gives so much to everybody else that you want to see him get something in return. And a lot of times he's looked over or underappreciated, but I think the moment, you know, that he got to go in and going into the game, you obviously know it's your last in college. Um, But when he got that moment to go in, I know that he was ready, even though it may have not been in the plan for him to play. Um, But I think he was just a, Nice cherry on top to his story and his journey in college football. And, I mean, as far as I go, I think that meant a lot to me to see him out there. I hope it meant a lot to the fans as well. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things in, uh, I guess, sports where it it, it kind of just seems like it, it uh, plays out in a good way at the end sometimes. And, uh, obviously, there there's – there are lots of ups and downs this season um, and for his whole career with him at quarterback. And I think any uh, any truthful Gophers fan and someone with their head on straight would realize how much he's meant to the program and uh, kind of the senior class as a whole. Um, I, I You obviously were only in Minnesota for two years, but um, I, I I think I sent, sent out a tweet um, before the game or something, but between Tanner, Moe, John Michael Schmitz, uh, Moriano, sorry, Marin, and uh, really all the seniors on the team, I think it's fair to say that they left the program in a better place than they found it. And I think Tanner was really at the forefront of that. And um, that's what makes separates college football between um, pro sports is you can only uh, – you only get a certain amount of years. I know – uh, the last few seasons, a uh, few people got some extra ones because of COVID and uh, things like that. But um, it w- it was really cool, I think, just to see this senior class, how much they meant to Gophers football, be able to end the season on a high note. Yeah, and going into the week, I mean, really the whole bowl prep, um, all the coaching staff, everybody knows the seniors, it's going to be their last game. And – we always dedicate that last month of work to the seniors so that, you know, they can be sent off the right way because all the young guys, you know, they're experiencing bowl season for the first time. And really when you're a freshman, time goes by. The days go short. Nope. I said that wrong. The years go short, but the days, go by long yeah and the young guys really don't know how fast the years really do go until you're a senior so uh, 
it's hard for them to completely understand it. But if you're able to have such a great class that meant so much to the program, that meant so much to the university, like this past senior class, uh, you know, with all the guys that you mentioned, it gets a little bit easier for the guys to understand, hey, they've done so much for this program and where we got to step into now. So, you know, we can put in a little extra work now so that they have, you know, a little bit of a fairy tale ending. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, kind of what you mentioned, though, uh, with all the young guys that were able to experience full game uh, festivities for the first time, that was also a big highlight of the game. Um, obviously, uh, true freshman Coleman Bryson was one of the, I guess, stars of the game in his first career start. Uh, he had that big 70-yard pick six that ultimately might have been the difference in the end of the game. Um, and he, even uh, Daniel Jackson, he, he's been with the program for a few years, but he he performed very well second half of the season and kind of capped it off with a big game in the bowl game. And um, I guess for you now, as you leave Gophers football and the program is in a better place than you guys found it, I, I guess how how kind of cool is it to see – those young guys get a chance and kind of, I guess for you almost have that excitement of uh, the future is bright for the program, even though I might not be here, at least it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's, it's very, very fun to see. Um, and it's not always just the true freshmen, you know, a lot of red shirt freshmen got time as well. Yeah. Uh, and you can, you can see, you know, the culture and, um, the older guys teaching the younger guys kind of throughout their play um, in practice and games in the bowl game. Um, you know, obviously Tyler Newbin didn't play because of his hand or whatever it may be, but that gave the chance for, you know, Darius green, Bryson Coleman to step up and to get their first shot at it. And at times you were, you could tell they were a little bit hesitant or uh, just made the wrong read on something. But then as they got more comfortable and getting off on the sidelines, you have, uh, you know, Newman going up to them and instructing them, Hey, if you see this, go do this, you know, keep your head in it. Uh, just little bits here and there that can help those guys in the long term and, Luckily, you know, Newbin will be back next year, so he can have more instruction to those guys. Um, but as far as the rest of the guys go, um, I think the team is really going to miss their leadership and everything that they've done. Uh, but I think throughout the course of the year, um, from looking at the freshmen where they started to where they are now, you can tell that all the seniors have impacted them at their various positions and really gave them lessons from their six years or seven years, uh, five years, you know, whatever it was that can really set up go for football very well in the future. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the more important things of uh, bowl games is uh, getting the young players to have that uh, chance with real game action. It's something I think coach Fleck has done really well since he's been at Minnesota it seems like every year there is uh, one of those underclassmen that perform very well in the bowl game, and they kind of lead that into a, a big season the following year. Uh, I know Ja Joyner was one of them last year who 
performed really well in the bowl game. Uh, that was another unforeseen, I think, injury that kind of uh, brought him into playing time. But um, in the grand scheme of things, that's, I think, what makes bowl games important for programs rather than even just a celebration of the season, which they, I think, do a very good job of being. Um, it also gives the program a building block in the next year. And I think that's something Coach Luck has done very well, obviously, He's won every single bowl game that he's been at Minnesota, so that helps. But um, certainly developing his players within those games, I think, has shown to be very valuable. Yes, I 100% agree. And I think majority of it is taken from the senior class um, and just the respect and the desire to win that they have. Um, and passing that on to the younger classes. Um, I've been able to see it twice now at this program, and you can tell that the guys that are leaving, they truly do care, and they want the best for all the guys that are going to be underneath them to starting maybe in the next year to succeed. So you can see really what the program's about through those senior class guys. Yeah, I I mean, I would completely uh, agree with that, I guess, from my perspective. And um, uh, unfortunately, another storyline from the bowl game was the field. Um, it's, it seemed like it wasn't the greatest conditions. And uh, I know we talked about it a little beforehand because you guys uh, played in a baseball stadium uh, last season for your bowl game and you were hoping this year was a little better at least from the field it looked like it was not the uh, highest standard of field so I guess from your perspective as a kicker it's obviously a big um, big aspect when you are kicking extra points and field goals so I get how, how was that kind of um, how was the field because obviously we just saw it on TV yeah so I do believe it was an extra layer that they put over Yankee Stadium field just because they didn't want, you know, all the football cleats tearing up their field. Um, so I don't believe it was truly Yankee Stadium grass. I believe it was an extra layer. Um, it was all one sheet or very well connected. Um, you know, I didn't notice any gaps like there were last year in the field. Um, but the one issue that all the guys were complaining about was just how hard it was. It was really hard to get your cleats in the ground and, you know, make cuts off of that. I think as everyone could see on TV, you'd have running backs trying to make a cut up field and just simply slipping with their feet from under them. Uh, you had wide receivers trying to make cuts that had to take 20 steps to make a cut instead of their normal five. So the footing was very difficult. You really had to put a lot into it in one spot if you wanted to indent the field whatsoever. Um, and that made it a lot difficult. I think that made the game overall just a tad slower. I don't know if you could yeah. really tell, but from the sidelines, everyone looked a bit slower on the field. Um, as far as kicking goes, uh, we just had to be very cautious, um, very under control, because if you, you know, went into it a little bit 
too far leaning to the left or to the right. You could slip out from underneath you. If you saw the Syracuse kickoff a couple times, um, you could tell his footing was a bit off as his ball contact was all over causing, you know, some line drive kickoffs and wobbly uh, hang time and stuff like that. So I think everyone after the first, first quarter, maybe a little bit through the second was getting a true feel for how they had to adjust and, uh, you know, be a little bit more under control. And if that, that meant slowing down the tempo, that's kind of how it was, but yeah, uh, sadly that was, that had to be the way it was because the rest of the trip, I think in all of our players eyes was really great. So you know, having that one complaint to the field isn't the end of the world, but you can tell it did impact play a bit. Yeah, I, I uh, was talking with my uh, buddy that I was watching the game with. I just don't – because I remember in the NFL when teams used to share their uh, baseball – like the uh, Raiders, I know, that they were like the last team that shared – their baseball stadium with their football stadium. And when they played, they just played on the baseball field because, like, there was still dirt on the field and everything. And obviously, I think any football player would want to play on a field that's 100% grass or turf rather than having dirt on it. But I feel like it's almost safer to play with the dirt because uh, you don't get that extra layer. And I – because – there's like four or five, maybe even more bowl games now that happen on baseball fields and none of them have the dirt on there. So I don't know if that, like you said, if that's protecting the uh, field that the baseball team has. It, ju it just seems like an interesting thing of bowl season that uh, in a rather exciting bowl season, I think that's one thing that I guess college football needs to improve because it kind of seems like a very easy issue to fix and I just don't really see why they haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, brings up a great point because last year, uh, you know, at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, I believe this stadium was turf. It was a turf baseball field. Um, so why we could just play on that turf instead of having, you know, plastic put down and then a couple rolls of sod on top of that why we couldn't just use the turf is beyond me um, I feel like that would have been a lot easier to do but you know that's out of our control uh, but I do agree I think bowl games need to either get away from baseball stadiums or just have some sort of improvement uh, not only for the game but also for player safety I know you know, a couple injuries may not have happened if guys were able to protect themselves better and uh, be under a little bit more control given the surface. Yeah, I. Uh, it's obviously hindsight now. You can say that all the injuries came from that, and you really never know, but yeah. it just seems like a very correctable issue that I think a lot of people would be happier with. It is cool to play the games in a baseball statement. Like, I know – uh, there's one in Fenway Park, which is cool, and uh, it, it's a it's a cool venue to play a football game. It just seems a little more dangerous than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sadly that's the case. But yeah, uh, and, and you mentioned the rest of the bowl week festivities were 
uh, very good for um, you guys and the team. And uh, online, I saw that you guys all got the uh, – you all got Yankee jerseys. Um, there was the uh, video that uh, Mariano did where you guys all went out to eat. It seemed like it was a really fun week in uh, New York. And I guess what, what were kind of some of the other stuff leading up to the game that you guys were able to do that was super cool? Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier – um, Christmas day was our travel day. So then we got into New York city later at night, you know, had a nice team meal to celebrate Christmas. And then shortly after that, we all got changed and went to radio city for the Christmas special with the Rockettes. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think that was a great way to introduce us to the city, uh, get us to walk around a little bit. And then right after that, um, the Rockefeller Center wasn't too far away. So I know a lot of guys went out and saw the big Christmas tree that's in the middle of New York City, um, walked around a little bit, and then some other activities throughout the bowl game were also uh, the New York Rangers hockey game at Madison Square Garden. We were able to go there. Um and then I think a fan favorite for a lot of guys was the 9-11 Memorial and the One World Observatory. Uh, I've been to New York City before, but I had never gone to that uh, museum, that memorial. And, I mean, it was extremely impactful for me. I don't have any real ties to anything that went on at 9-11, but seeing so much of the artifacts of – video pictures um, just everything that went on you know i was i was alive but i was too young to really process or understand any of that but seeing it firsthand and just the terror that people had to experience um, i think really hit a lot of guys when they weren't really expecting to be hit that hard um, but i think that was great for our team uh somber moment but makes you reflect a lot about how lucky we are now and to be grateful for everything that we have. Um, so those were a few of the team events structured through the ball game. And then we also had some free time to explore the city and kind of do what you want. You know, you're in New York city, there's endless possibilities of what you can do. And like you mentioned, Mariano, big foodie guy. I know he was running around the city with a couple of friends, um, trying out different food places that they wanted to go to. Um, me and a couple of the guys went to the American Museum of Natural History, uh, you know, walked through Center, Central Park, uh, went to Times Square, uh, tried out our own food places and you know, I think it was great because even in our free time, we were with each other in large groups, small groups, and you got to pick what you wanted to do. A lot of bowl sites, you know, you're kind of limited on where you can go, what you can do. Um, New York City just felt like an open playground for us, and a lot of guys were able to, to take advantage of that and do what they wanted, which was great. Yeah, uh 
you you mentioned that you were able to kind of just do what you you wanted and uh most of the time uh obviously all you guys are uh 22 23 or younger and uh as as young men when you uh vacation with your family like if you went to New York with your family or someone else did you're obviously hanging out with them and doing stuff that your family wants to do so uh hanging out with your friends on your football team and going to uh restaurants and stuff had to be pretty cool i would assume it is it is <laughs> it's um you know obviously on christmas a lot of guys you know miss their families miss being at home um but i was i was pleasantly surprised with how um not only our team but the people at the bowl organization were Oh, I think you cut out. Oh, sorry. Um, no, you're good. So, yeah, I was just saying how a lot of guys were missing home on Christmas, but um, everyone on the team and people in the bowl organization that put it together were able to make New York a good second home for Christmas. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I guess now kind of looking ahead for you, um, it obviously wraps up your college career and um, your 2023 season. So I guess just from your point of view, how happy were you with how you finished your college career? Um, obviously, one of your best years kicking. Um, there were some ups and downs throughout the season, like most people on the Gophers and most people that play sports. But kind of looking back at your season and your career, how happy were you with how it finished? Yeah. Um, you know, I was happy with how it finished. Um, I could always ask for more field goals, but <laughs> that's, uh, uh, you know, something that I have to deal with as a kicker. You don't get to control that. Um, but overall the season, I, I was very happy with how I prepared, how we as specialists prepared, how our team prepared. It didn't always go our way, like you said. And, you know, there were some misses by me. There were some bad plays by other guys. Like, that's that's sports, and that's what you sign up for. So, um, it could have been better. Um, but overall, I'm happy with the season, happy with – my performance um but there's always going to be that extra room for improvement because nobody's perfect and even if it were a perfect season there's still a lot of things that you can pick apart and still a lot of things that you can get better at because sometimes the bot the ball will bounce your way and other times it won't uh, and you have to be able to deal with all of it and come out victorious come out successful so you know, I'm still working. I know all the other guys that are going to be returning next year are still working. Um, the seniors that have hung up their cleats for good, I think, are happy with how the season turned out. Um, you know, there's some things that we still want back, but how they were able to finish it off and put a stamp of – approval on everything that they did contributed I think is all that they could have done and how they wanted to go yeah I think the 
uh, at least from my perspective, the season as a whole was really a bit, it kind of exemplified sports in general. There were a lot of highs and a lot of lows. There were opportunities for more and there were opportunities for less. And uh, I would imagine it was just a fun ride to be on. And um, sometimes it's all about just surrounding yourself with good teammates and uh, stuff like that can almost mean more than wins and losses sometimes. And I would imagine it was, it was great to end the year with nine wins and a bowl victory, something that I guess no one can really take away from you. And ultimately it goes down as one of the best seasons in Gophers history. Yeah. And you know, nine wins, uh, eight wins in the regular season um, seems to be getting the norm around in Minnesota. So hopefully that's the new baseline and the standard that the seniors have set. So it can only go up from here. Um, you know, I know Minnesota fans are expecting a lot and want to continue to see the Gophers succeed on the field. So I think it's going to happen. Um, it's not always pretty. It's not always exactly when you want it to happen, but, you know, being consistent and continuing to win games in the big 10 is not easy. So I think, uh, I think there's a bright future ahead. Yeah. And I guess now looking for uh, ahead for your future and, what you have planned for ahead, I guess, for the fans listening, what what are your uh, plans now after college and after your college career? What are you going to, I guess, pursue in football or really anything? Yes, yeah, so I start my training for the NFL here soon, and I'm going to go through that entire pre-draft process, um, you know, try to refine my – details refine my techniques and really see where that puts me um you know i'm eligible for the draft this year and i really want to see how that plays out it's always been a dream of mine and i've worked extremely hard for it since my freshman year five years ago and um personally i think i have a good shot at it um you never know how the cookie's going to crumble, but I'm going to go out there, give it my all, and uh, hopefully make a lot of people proud. Uh, yeah, believe in Minnesota football exclusive. That Matt Matt Trickett's declaring for the NFL draft. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, no special, I guess, Twitter post for you that you're declaring for the NFL draft. I, I always find that uh, interesting for graduating seniors because – um, obviously there are some guys who don't pursue a professional career, but, uh, you kind of, I guess, have to declare for the NFL at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm not really sure how it works. If you need to, you know, verbally say that you're declaring for it or not, <laughs> but, um, yeah, if I, if I need to, I'll post eventually, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> social media to me is, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a great tool, but. I don't know. I'm I'm much more in a an observer than I am a poster myself. So I just kind of take in everything what other people put out there and evaluate and uh, keep what I need to myself to myself. I'm not a not a big trash talker um, online. 
uh, in person, it's a lot different, but online, I like to keep everything private and then, uh, yeah, don't, people don't see me coming all the time, you know, they, uh, <laughs> they have to, uh, experience it firsthand. That, that's uh probably a good a good thing to uh have and follow because uh d twitter and social media in general can be a bad place sometimes but um yeah i guess we'll wrap up um this today's episode there um now that the football season's over and we're headed into the off season i guess uh we'll try to do some more um player interviews coaching interviews some former player interviews and uh, we'll try to uh, upload the podcast, I guess, as uh, as normal as possible, but it'll obviously uh, die off a little bit in the offseason because we have less stuff to talk about. But um, as always, I appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, row the boat, Sky Uman, go Gophers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.